Welcome to Fiscal One-on-One. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a fiscal topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. The following interview was conducted on November 1, 2012. Estelle Montgomery, Fiscal Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, interviewed Stu Anderson, Director of the Iowa Department of Transportation Planning, Programming, and Modal Division regarding the role of the gas tax in funding the roadway system, the philosophy behind a gas tax user fee, the specifics of the current form of the gas tax, and the future of the gas tax as a sustainable funding source. My name is Estelle Montgomery. I'm a fiscal analyst with the Legislative Services Agency, and today we're discussing fuel taxes with Stu Anderson from the Iowa Department of Transportation. Stu, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with this? Sure. I'm Director of Planning, Programming, and Modal Division at the Iowa DOT, and I've been there about 20 years, involved in various aspects of the planning area, and our division primarily focuses on developing long-range multimodal transportation planning documents for the state of Iowa, but also doing studies, quite a few legislatively mandated studies, including studies looking at the long-range roadway needs in the state of Iowa and the sufficiency of revenues to meet those needs. Thank you very much. The first topic we're going to discuss is what does the state of Iowa need to pay for or provide with roadways? But the DOT specifically, we're responsible for about 9,400 miles of state-owned highways, and those are the interstate highways and U.S. and Iowa-numbered highways. Iowa's public roadway system is almost 115,000 miles. About 90,000 are under the county jurisdictions. So that's the primary bulk of mileage of the total public roadway system and then cities own about 14,000 miles of highway so the DOT we have a specific role in maintaining snow and ice removal improving our public roadway system that are owned by the state and then we also are responsible for administering the driver's license program and vehicle registration titling programs and we also are responsible for assuring that all state and federal transportation laws and regulations are followed not only at the DOT but also across all local jurisdictions. That's a lot of responsibility. How does the DOT fund these obligations? Sure, there's three primary funding sources to the state of Iowa for all jurisdictions to support roadway improvements. Of course, cities and counties have local revenue that they receive primarily through property tax but also in a lot of instances local option sales tax. But then all jurisdictions in Iowa receive funding primarily from the state road use tax fund. There's about $1.3 billion that comes in annually to the state road use tax fund. And then lastly, federal funding provides revenue, about $450 million a year, to all jurisdictions through different programs. So the Iowa Road Use Tax Fund is the major source of revenue for funding Iowa roadway programs. Can you please give us a breakdown of all the different sources of revenue that go up to make the Road Use Tax Fund? Sure, there are three major sources of revenue to the Road Use Tax Fund. The largest is from annual registration fees, and these are the fees that we all pay to register and license our vehicle every year. And that generates about $510 million a year, about 39% of total Road Use Tax Fund revenue. The second source of revenue into the road use tax fund is fuel tax. That generates about $440 million a year, which is about 34% of total road use tax fund revenue. Then the third major source is 
what's called the fee for new registration and that is the five percent fee we pay when we purchase a vehicle so it's five percent of the value of the vehicle that we purchase and so that's just collected at the time of purchase and that generates 270 million dollars a year about 21 percent the remaining six percent of revenue comes from other miscellaneous items such as driver's license fees title fees trailer registration fees other miscellaneous fees like that so all of these sources of revenue are compiled to make up the road use tax fund and today we're focusing specifically on the fuel tax portion of this can you kind of explain to us the philosophy behind what a fuel tax is your fuel tax is of course collected at the pump and that is a cent per gallon fee that's charged and it's based on usage so it's obviously a user fee and it's probably the best user fee we have in the state of Iowa because you pay based on how much you use the system. Our registration fees, we pay whether we drive 1,000 miles a year or 15, 20, 25,000 miles a year. But the fuel tax is truly a user fee based on how much we use the system. Are there any more advantages to having a fuel tax help fund the roadway system in addition to being a user fee? One of the biggest advantages of the fuel tax is that it is a fee that is collected no matter who uses the system. So it's paid by Iowans and it's paid by non-Iowans. Our registration fees are paid by Iowans primarily, although commercial motor truck carriers do pay a prorated registration fee, whether they're based out of Iowa or not. But primarily fuel tax is the best mechanism to collect fees from non-Iowans. And that's important because Iowa being in the middle of the country with major interstates running across the state, both north and south and east and west, has a lot of out-of-state travel on the system. We've estimated that about 20% of all the travel in Iowa is from non-Iowans. When you look at the revenues they're generating, it's closer to 13%. So there's a disparity there, which is a disparity the legislature has recognized. And in some of the studies we've done, they've asked us to directly look at what mechanisms exist that can more equitably collect revenue from out-of-state users on the system and fuel tax is the best way to do that. So Stu, when an Iowan goes to purchase their fuel at the pump, can you please explain to us their options that they have available and what the rates are for this fuel tax? Sure, there are three primary fuels used in Iowa. Gasoline, of course, ethanol blended gasoline, which I'll use the term gasohol for that, and then diesel. There's also some minor fuel uses out there that are becoming increasingly significant but still pretty small compared to those others such as compressed natural gas, liquid natural gas, and of course electrically powered vehicles which is causing some other issues about road use tax fund revenue. But those three major sources, gasoline is taxed at 21 cents per gallon, ethanol blended fuel or gasohol is taxed at 19 cents per gallon, and then diesel is at 22 and a half cents per gallon. These are if it's my correct understanding, these are fees that are assessed on top of the actual price of the fuel. And in addition to what the state of Iowa collects, isn't there a federal tax on top of that? That's correct. These are all included in the price that we pay at the pump. For gasoline, the federal fuel tax rate is 18.4 cents per gallon. And for diesel, it's 24.4 cents per gallon. And this creates the total price that the consumer pays? That's correct. Can you tell me the last time that these fees were increased? At the state level, the last time the fuel tax rates were increased in a revenue-generating manner was January 1st of 1989. 
However, there are annual adjustments to fuel tax rates in Iowa that were implemented back in July 1st of 2002. And those adjustments were implemented to account for increasing sales of gasoline in the state of Iowa. When the gasoline tax rates were adjusted back in 1989, the rates at that time were 20 cents per gallon for gasoline and 19 cents per gallon for gasohol. But at that time, the volume of gasohol sold in Iowa was much lower than it is today when compared to the volume of gasoline sold. But over time, the volume of gasohol that's sold in Iowa has increased. So with that increase at a lower gas tax rate, it had a negative impact on road use tax fund revenue. Until about 2002, that was in place at those fixed rates. But then the legislature, seeing that it was having a negative impact on road use tax fund revenue, adopted this adjusting schedule that is recalculated every year. And it looks at the percent of total gasoline and gasohol sales that are gasohol or ethanol-based blended fuels. And as that percent of ethanol blended fuels increases over time, there is an adjustment annually. And that adjustment up until today has resulted in increases in the gasoline tax rate to the point where we're at 21 cents per gallon now. The share of gasoline and gasohol that uh, total sales that is gasohol-based is about 73% right now, which puts it at the rate we're at today, which is, again, the 21 cents per gallon for gasoline and 19 cents for, for gasohol. And that's because we're within that 70 to 75% range. If that were to increase beyond 75%, then we would start seeing the gasoline tax rate lower and the gasohol tax rate increase. The schedule, a variable tax rate schedule, is scheduled to end in the Code of Iowa on June 30th of 2013. So, Stu, how does Iowa's fuel tax rates compare with neighboring states, specifically for the price that the state collects at the pump, but also their relationship to incentivizing ethanol use? Sure. If you look at all of the surrounding states to Iowa, Iowa has the second lowest fuel tax rate for gasoline. Only Missouri has a lower tax rate. In terms of the adjusting tax rates for ethanol, blended fuels, or gasohol, only South Dakota also has an adjustment or a lower tax rate for gasohol blended fuels. And so there's only two states in the country that have that lower rate for gasohol-based fuels in the country, and that's Iowa and South Dakota. How much would you say the average Iowan pays a year in fuel tax? If you assume the average Iowan drives 12,000 miles a year and they get 25 miles per gallon in their vehicle, then their annual tax collected for gasoline tax would be about $100 a year. And what we like to compare that to is if you assume driving your car is like paying a utility bill, or if you view the transportation system as a utility and you pay $100 a year for the state gas tax rate, if you compare that to other utilities, like your water sewer bill, that might be closer to $500 a year, or if you think about how much you pay on your cell phone, you can pay a lot more than that, cable, internet, electricity, gas, all a lot more expensive than $100 per year. Now that we know how these funds are collected, can you go into a little bit on how the fuel tax is used as part of the larger road use tax fund distribution for paying for Iowa's roadways? Right, the fuel tax is collected at the pump and submitted to the road use tax fund to the treasurer's office along with the other revenue sources. And those are collected continuously and then distributed on a monthly basis 
by Code of Iowa formula to the DOT and then Iowa's counties and cities. And then those funds are available for use. One of the unique features of the road use tax fund in Iowa, and we're fortunate compared to other states in the country, is that the great majority of the road use tax fund revenue in the state is protected by the state constitution in that it can only be used for the public roadway system, improving and maintaining the public roadway system. The three major sources, the fuel tax, annual registration fees, and the fee for new registration are all protected by the state constitution and cannot be diverted for non-roadway uses. The other smaller items like driver's license fees, title fees, trailer registration fees, those could be diverted, although they make up only 6% of the road use tax fund revenue. Stu, can you give us an example of what happens in other states when their version of the road use tax fund funds are not constitutionally protected? Well, it certainly can vary from state to state, but one example would be in the state of Illinois. They have a very high total tax rate because they collect both a cent per gallon fuel tax but also a sales tax on fuel. But the sales tax on fuel does not go to roadway purposes in Illinois. It just goes to support their broader general fund programs. Just so that we can understand exactly what it means for these dollars to be constantly protected, can you give me an example of a project that road use tax fund dollars could not fund? Sure, road use tax fund dollars cannot go to support trail development in Iowa. There is funding at the state level for trails typically, but it's an appropriation annually from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, which is gambling revenues and not from the road use tax fund. Road use tax fund revenues cannot go for other modes of transportation other than the roadway system. How has the fuel tax revenue changed over the years since it was last increased in the late 80s? The fuel tax, as we discussed, has not been increased since 1989. In 1989, fuel tax made up about 40% of the road use tax fund, and now it's down to 34% of the road use tax fund. The reason it's a smaller share today than it was back in 1989 is because of a couple different reasons. One is that there's not as much growth in travel as there was in the 1980s. With the recession, especially in recent years, we've seen travel even decrease three or four years in the last five years. And we also are seeing tremendous growth in fuel efficiency of the fleet with new CAFE standards. That's been having an impact on the fuel tax revenue that's collected. And the new CAFE standards are calling for even more increases in fuel efficiency with a goal of 54.5 miles per gallon in 2025. That will continue to put a stress on fuel tax revenues. Can you explain to us a little bit what a CAFE standard means? Sure. CAFE standard is corporate average fuel economy, and those are standards established at the federal level, and automakers have to meet those standards with the new model fleet every year based on what the, the goals are laid out. So an indirect effect of this is more miles are traveled, but the user is paying less to travel these miles on the road. That's correct. Given these changes to the fuel tax revenue collection, what would be the future for fuel tax revenue in the state of Iowa? The fuel tax, with the challenges that's facing, and also with the increased use of alternatively fueled vehicles, we're seeing vehicles that you can 
fill up with compressed natural gas in your garage and obviously plug in vehicles, plug in hybrids that are not producing any fuel tax revenue. We're seeing a lot of challenges in the future with fuel tax revenue as a long-term sustainable source. So there's been several studies, both in Iowa and nationally, looking at some alternative funding mechanisms. In fact, the University of Iowa received a multi-million dollar grant at the federal level several years ago to do pilot studies across the country looking at a system that would assess fees based on how many miles are driven by a vehicle. So that would be independent of the fuel used by those vehicles. So there's other studies going on. Minnesota's doing a study right now. Some states have moved into some larger pilot studies, particularly in the West Coast. Oregon is a leader in the country and they're looking at a per mile driven system. Stu, can you give us an example or explain a little bit more on how these fuel tax issues impact other revenue streams? The fuel tax is a challenge at Iowa level, but it's an even larger challenge at the federal level. The federal funding that goes to states is generated from the Highway Trust Fund, and at the Highway Trust Fund, over 90% of that revenue comes from the federal fuel tax. So it's much more susceptible to these challenges with the long-term sustainability of fuel tax revenue. Thank you very much for speaking to us with today, Stu. There's more information available on this exact subject, as well as all the ways that Iowa funds their road systems on the LSA website and at the Iowa Department of Transportation website.